Hey, well, we got a special guest on the show. Very pleased to have Rusty Manziel on the show for the first time ever. And of course, he works for uh, 24-7 Sports, Dogs 247. You got to check out his podcast, Junkyard Dogcast. And heck, everybody's already following Rusty already, but he's at Manziel247 on Twitter. Rusty, thank you so, so much for joining me. Man, appreciate it. Like I said, I put a tweet out a few minutes ago and you know, there's a lot of great, great podcasts, man, but you're definitely in my weekly content. I, I do I do a daily walk, so I rotate mm-hmm. every day, and you're about the right amount. You're about 40, 45 minutes, so I usually get in my, my podcast with you once a week during my walk, so uh, keep up good work. Appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words, and, you know, we're just so fired up for football, and I, yes. I got a lot of Georgia questions to ask you, but before we get to that, I got a lot of Razorbacks that listen to the show, and uh, I know that uh, you know Sam Pittman well from his time there in Athens. So I was just wondering, uh, you know, it seems like he's everybody's favorite coach. Can oh, you man. share uh, maybe a favorite story you have of uh, Coach Pittman? Well, you know, I didn't really know Coach uh, before he came to Georgia. Uh, I don't think he hides the fact that he is a big country music fan. I mean, he loves country music. Um, you know, he's a big country music guy. And uh, in my hometown in Rome, Georgia, they put on concerts and do a great job of getting people here. You know, we're in Northwest Georgia, about an hour from uh, Atlanta and Northwest. And mm-hmm. Luke Combs played a concert. Um, okay. It was it was a makeup deal. Like Luke Combs had already made it. Like he was past Rome. You know, like all these guys, <laughs> you know, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, all these guys have played Rome, and they were like, there was a hundred people there. You know. Uh, but Luke Combs had, had made a promoter a promise. He said, listen, no matter what, I'll come back to Rome one day and play a concert. And he did. I think this was in uh, July or June of 2019. Well, anyway, I, me and my wife go, obviously, and we're there. And we pull up to park and and I, and I pull up and right beside me is Sam Pittman and his wife. And, uh, you know, we're kind of the backstage area, man. And he is just I tell you what. He had flown back, I think, from the Bahamas and landed like six that morning and drove all the way up here. And oh man, just really got to hang out with him that day and, and just chill. But you can see why that guy is an elite recruiter. You know, he is just he's just that guy. There's not there's not an element ever that he's out of place in. It doesn't matter what group of people he's with. He kind of owns the room. And uh, you know, you see players that played for him. I ran into Jamari Salyer this summer at a camp and. And I said, how are things going? He goes, well, you know, things are going good. And we started talking about Coach Pittman. He goes, man, I just – I miss that guy. I love that guy. You know, that guy's – you know, he's that dude. And, uh, and, and you know, they got Matt Luke at Georgia, which was an unbelievable replacement. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart had a home run there. But Sam Pittman is – he's that guy. And I've told everybody, and I'll tell the Arkansas fans, I don't know why people aren't digging into them as much. But if I'm correct, they have the most returning seniors of any team in the country. Mm-hmm. Telling you right now, I know they've got that Texas game circled, but if te- if Arkansas beats Texas in game two on national TV, that state and that program is going to go quicker, a lot quicker than most people think. Absolutely. Well, before we get to that game, we got one of our own there for uh, everybody in the state of Georgia is looking forward to with the Clemson showdown week one. Uh, just how fired up are you and, and how fired up are uh, all the Bulldogs that you deal with over there at Dogs 247? It's a, it's, I said it last night on the board. We need a game. You know, we're at that point where everybody <laughs> on the board just, they're just anxious or kind of at each other for any little thing. Like that Georgia community, and I'm sure every big community in college football right now, 
they need a game. This is those this is those dog days of summer, literally, when there's no games. Uh, you just get a little bit of camp stuff. Kirby Smart obviously has shut it down in Athens, so there's very little media access. So it's just hard uh, as a fan base right now. They're they're excited about this game. It's funny because you know I thought about it last night. Uh, you know Trevor Lawrence right here, 20 minutes from me this way. Nick Chubb right here, 20 minutes from me this way. <laughs> Two Northwest Georgia guys. They're going to play Saturday night. The Browns play at the Jaguars. Oh, well. Wow. And then I'm pretty sure afterwards there's going to be a little bit of smack talk. Them, <laughs> but this is a this is a massive. This is one of those. I don't care what fan base you're, you're you're a part of. You're like I'm not doing anything that night. Georgia Clemson's on, and I'm watching that game. Do you think this will be the biggest uh, regular season showdown of, of Kirby Smart's career, or do you maybe put last year's Alabama game maybe above it? I, I think it's uh, I you know I hadn't thought about this. A great question. It might it very well might be. You know, this is a game where uh, there's a lot of momentum riding on this. You know, I, I talk a lot about Georgia, different places, and here's what I find interesting. You take Georgia and the history of Georgia, and it's always been a really good program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but they've had those glory days from time to time, and mostly it was during the Herschel Walker Vince Dooley era. You know, that eighty to eighty two. But if you take away those three years and you look at what Kirby Smart has done in the first five years, I mean, the guy won an SEC championship. He played for two more. He won a Rose Bowl. He won a Sugar Bowl. He won a New Year's Day six. There, That's a pretty damn good first five years for Kirby Smart. Now, the bar has been raised from what he has done, but I think the perception of Georgia outside the Georgia fan base is a little different the Georgia fan base is very excited for Kirby Smart. Now, national perception-wise, if he wins this game, Georgia's going to be looked at a lot different. Like, yeah, this, they're here. Mm-hmm. This is a team. They're worthy of this national championship talk. If they lose, they're going to fight that all season until they probably get into that Mercedes-Benz again. And that's what I say about Georgia. They've done everything, but they got to win again in December in Mercedes-Benz because if you win there – all the cards laid out for you in January. You have all the opportunities, but Georgia's got to find a way to win that game in December. It just so happens this year it's going to be a monster one to start off in Charlotte versus Clemson. Now, in that game, uh, how confident – I know media access is limited right now, but how confident are you that the secondary with the incoming transfers and, you know, that there's plenty of talent there, just kind of inexperienced. Uh, how confident are you that they'll be able to hold up against Clemson, who – uh, here in the last couple of days announced Justin Ross is now, you know, full go. So that's just another weapon that uh, Georgia's defense has to account for. I think Georgia's be- – I think the secondary's best friend will be Georgia's front seven. Can they get pressure on DJ? Can they get to him? Can they flush him out of the pocket? Because, listen, I've spent a lot of time around DJ. I spent a whole week with him in Texas at the um, at, and, and Bryce Young, which was really cool. We had him on separate teams. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, DJ is, he's an elite quarterback. His arm is incredible. It's like he throws a baseball. Now, if you want to compare him to what Trevor Lawrence did, Trevor Lawrence was so underrated with his legs and how you had to account for that every play. DJ's not that type of guy. He's going to stand in there and he's going to deliver the ball, uh, you know, big time arm, you know, he's a very smart guy. He's not, you're not going to fool him much. So I think Georgia's secondary, the key for them is that front seven getting pass rush. Because if you can do that, 
it makes things a lot easier. But there's a lot of inexperience, very talented guys. Now, Keely Ringo is very talented. Uh, you bring over Darian Kendrick, who's going to know a lot about, obviously, his former team, Tyke Smith's there. Mm-hmm. Lewis Seen is the guy. Lewis Seen is a flat-out dude. He's an NFL first-rounder, I'll say it right now. Kid out of Texas, uh, safety for Georgia. He is a he's, he's a bad dude. But um, there's a lot of inexperience in that back end. So I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. And I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a high scoring game for early in the season. You know, offenses tend to be a little bit behind. Uh, but I think, as far as you're talking about Georgia secondary, I think the best friend for them will be that front seven. Can they pressure DJ and keep him in the pocket? Now, I really wanted to ask you about the, you know, the makeup of this team and how you think they'll handle all the expectations and the adver- you know, adversity is going to happen. Yeah. How do you think this team will react? Because I always roll my eyes when people say, well, Georgia's hyped up every year. Well, the beauty of college football is every two to three years, your entire roster is, is completely different. So who cares the expectations when, when Stafford was there or Aaron Murray or Jake Fromm? That's got nothing to do with this Bulldog team. So, right. you, you know, you're the go-to man. How will this team handle expectations and adversity if it arises? On paper, you look at, you look at who's the leaders. Who's the guy? Last year, nobody knew who was going to play quarterback. You know, Jamie Newman, this time last year, Jamie Newman's still a George Bulldog. Right. He, he didn't leave until after that second scrimmage when things didn't sound like they were kind of going in maybe the direction that he had anticipated, you know, and he made a decision to leave, and that's certainly his decision. But I think when you look at this, JT Daniels, clearly the guy. JT Daniels got to have spring practice. You bring back Jordan Davis, who's mm-hmm. probably a first-rounder. Uh, a guy that's been there four years in that locker room, you know, Kobe Dean, here's a kid with like a 4.1 GPA. Uh, you got some very experienced Zeus White, Zamir White. You've got that key senior upper class leadership, in my opinion. That's an advantage for Georgia. When you go back and look at 2017, you had the Lorenzo Carters, you had the Davin Bellamy, you had a Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle. All those guys decided to come back. Well, not only did they come back as good players, they came back as guys that can run the locker room. So I think Georgia not only brought back some good players, they brought back some guys on both sides of the ball. Jamari Salyer, obviously, uh, definitely probably a leader on the offensive side as well. So I think the key components going into the season on paper is why Georgia is getting all of this national championship type hype. Uh, the people that dig into them a little bit, you got a returning quarterback who looked good in the back end of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of key pieces back. Offensive line is going to be young, replacing a lot of guys. You lost George Pickens. You know, can Eric Eric Gilbert help you early on or not? There's a lot of questions there to be answered, but one through 85, unless I'm correct, one through 85, this is every one of Kirby Smart's players. So this is fully his program now. And you mentioned JT Daniels. We've seen a ton of uh, elite quarterbacks come in and out of Athens and I mean, recent history, long-term history. I mean, there's it's like a quarterback factory down there. Yep. Where would you rate uh, JT Daniels, just maybe his pure arm talent based on uh, all the, the quarterbacks you've seen down there come through Georgia? I think I think with JT, it's a lot of comparison to Jake Fromm. He's a very, very smart guy. He is like, from what I understand, off the charts, smart, film-wise. I talked to an SEC coach uh, Sunday night, a former SEC coach. We were talking about JT Daniels. I said, hey, you know, what do you think about him when you see him? He goes, he's rusty. He's really good. He, he gets them in and out of the right plays. Uh, his, he's like, his knee must have been really messed up for them not to play him because he's clearly their guy. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of tone down 
a little bit the JT Daniels things. I, I, I think he is clearly their guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy to lead them this year. But I think people are putting all these expectations on him. Let's let him play a couple of games. Clemson by far is going to be the best team he's played. Uh, let's see how he does in that game, how he goes through the season. I think he's going to have a really big year. But I worry about so many, so many people putting so much on him, uh, so much, you know, pressures and, and things. So let's let him play a couple of games. This Clemson game is huge for a lot of people, but I think if JT Daniels comes out and fires that thing around four touchdowns, 350, 400 yards uh, with those wide receivers and that young offensive line, some talented guys, I think then the expectation for JT Daniels will shoot through the roof. He'll be everywhere in every article. And what are your thoughts on uh, Muschamp stepping up as a a full-time assistant and and Scott Cochran, do you think he'll be back and, you know, what does it say about Georgia where here we got a guy that's a multi-time head coach, multi-time elite defensive coordinator can just, uh, you know, they got a guy lined up ready to go. I mean, it, it certainly seems like everything's rolling down there in Athens and, and they're, they're fully embracing the expectations. And it almost seemed like, you know, I, I won't say that they anticipated this happening, but if it were to happen, I mean, they had the perfect guy lined up ready to step in. Kirby Smart won the offseason by keeping Will Muschamp and not letting him go to Texas. Um, that That's not getting written about enough. And I'll say this, when Will Muschamp moved into Athens, you know, his family had moved again a couple of times. His, uh, he's got a sophomore quarterback. He's got a sophomore son by the name of Whit Muschamp, who is definitely going to be a college prospect. Uh, he, you know, he played at um, Hammond School over in Columbia, South Carolina last year as a freshman. They won the state championship. By the way, he played with Drew Bobo, Mike Bobo's son there, mm-hmm. who's now over at Auburn High School. But Whit Muschamp had just moved to Athens Academy. Carol Muschamp, more importantly, had just moved her to get their <laughs> house sold, and they were moving into Athens. So, you know, you get your feet wet in Athens for a couple of weeks, and next thing you know, Steve Sarkeesian's calling in Texas, is trying to hire you, and um, and I'm, Georgia for certainly had to give him a bump. I don't know what they were paying him initially, but I know on paper they were paying him 300000 as a senior analyst, and that that does not happen. So uh, Kirby Smart, by getting that done, was huge. And then you take the situation with Scott Cochran, and, you know, Scott Cochran, as I said, dealing with some mental health stuff, and he's away. I don't know if he's going to come back this year or not. Uh, but I know this, when you have a Will Muschamp, you're able to go – to the shelf and put him in place into the field uh, as one of your 10 guys. That is an absolute home run for Georgia. And I know Kirby Smart is tickled to death to have, you know, a close friend, a guy that gave him his first job, mm-hmm. but more importantly, a guy that can coach uh, specifically on that defensive side of the ball, him being able to be involved on the sidelines and not just stand down there with holding a clipboard where you really can't technically be involved. Now he can be involved with all facets of the game, including special teams. Now, uh, you know, again, I know it's been limited down there, but are you hearing any buzz about camp standouts down there in Athens? You know, it's uh, we, we talked a little bit. There's a guy named Lad McConkie, who's a young man at North Murray High School, wasn't very highly recruited. Um, you know, I started getting buzz about him uh, through the senior years. You know, athlete, 6'2", 180-pound kid. I know he tested well at Georgia. Um, you know, there were some other schools involved with him, like Army, Navy, a few of those schools. And all of a sudden, in late December that year, Kirby Smart starts, you know, that, that his name starts popping up. And, you know, last year, COVID season came in, didn't get to play a ton, but he's had a really, really good offseason of everything we've heard. Tate Ratledge mm-hmm. is another young man, um, you know, another young man that's in his second 
fall camp now, and he's really uh, he's going to cement himself into that. He's going to be in the O-line rotation. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's definitely going to play a good bit. It's interesting, him and Brian Breesey at Clemson, uh, you couldn't separate those two when we were out in Texas that year, and I follow both of them on Instagram, and it seems that Brian Breesey's in Athens a good bit, hanging out with Tate, and if Tate Rattledge were to start – those two are going to buckle it up for four quarters here in a couple of weeks. I'm sure there's been a ton of smack talk between those two, but uh, I, I would think that Lad McConkey is that guy. Um, Donna Mitchell, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably butchering his name, young man at the Nashville area, moved from Texas over here. Mm-hmm. Everybody I talk to, and that's been from day one, says we, we, we got one here. We went and got one, and, and it got down to Georgia and Ole Miss. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it was ineligible. He timed out. He moved from Texas to Nashville. Couldn't play. Uh, then you had a COVID year. So kind of got lost in the shuffle. But I, I'm I'm very confident that that young man is going to be on the field. And I'm very confident he's going to play early against Clemson at wide receiver. Now, one thing that uh, I keep hearing, and it's uh, no disrespect to Zamir White or James Cook, because I think they are outstanding. Yep. And they I think they could start basically anywhere in the SEC. But I think Kendall Milton is uh, going to be the best running back on Georgia's roster. And I think more than anything, that just speaks to the depth and talent they got on that roster. Am I crazy for uh, making that that suggestion? I think I think they all bring something different. You know, Zamir is that hammer. I mean, he is so – he's a he's a bull. He's a bull in a china shop. You know, unfortunately for Zamir, which I still think he's going to play in the NFL, but watching him in high school before those two ACLs, it was incredible what that guy could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, now he's kind of more of a thumper, limited, very powerful guy. James Cook's going to find – I think James Cook's best playing days are ahead of him. Now, I'm very interested how Georgia uses him this year, but I guarantee you this, when James Cook goes to the NFL, you watch what teams do with Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. and you're like, what happened in college with him? James Cook is going to be a guy when he gets to the NFL, is going to be so versatile, you know, can catch out of the backfield, can stick it up in there. I think he's going to have a really good year, interested in him. But I agree with you. When you look at overall package, when you look at vision, size, speed, something I am so um, – it's important to me when I evaluate is the ability to break tackles and change direction. Don't give me a guy that can run a 4-1. Give me a guy that can run a 4-5, but he can take second and seven and turn it into third and two, not third and six. Mm-hmm. He can move the chains. I think Kendall Milton – is going to play a bigger role than most of the national media says uh, this year with Georgia. And that's no disrespect to Zamir and James Cook and Kenny McIntosh and any of those other guys uh, who's a very, very loaded room. But I think at the end of the year, when it's all said and done, I agree with you, Mike. We go back and look, I think Kendall Milton's going to get some very meaningful carries in big-time games for Georgia. What's the latest on uh, George Pickens with his rehab? And do you think there's any chance he suits up for the Bulldogs this year? This is – purely god don't let this go viral purely (laughs) purely speculation on my part Mm -hmm. nobody in my ear nobody telling me this is my vibe if georgia were to beat clemson and there's everything on the table and you know everything's on the table and georgia at that point would be really good favorites the rest of the year coming into some tough games but until you at least get to the florida game georgia should be a really good favorite in every game if Georgia were to beat Clemson, I think that personally tells George Pickens we got some things to play for mm-hmm. here. But if Georgia were to lose to Clemson and they're fighting uphill the rest of the year, to let's just win the East and let's try to get in there. 
at what point does he say, look, I've just got to train for the NFL. I've got to train. Now, if he were to beat Clemson, could he get back and maybe play five, maybe four or five games for you? Uh, Georgia's competitor. I'll tell you this. I don't know how much George Pickens likes a classroom, but I can tell you this. George Pickens loves football. He loves it. He'll go compete anywhere, anytime. So I know a big goal is for him is to go to the NFL, and he is an NFL guy. So it would be interesting. Just my gut feeling, if Georgia were to beat Clemson, I got a sneaky suspicion that you'll see George Pickens before this year's over with. Yeah, and he's just in such an interesting spot because I don't think he needs any more you know, film no. for the NFL, but – you know, let's say let's say they play Alabama in the SEC championship and, and potentially go to the playoff. That would be really good film for him uh, to, I'm you know, maybe maybe he's secure that he's a first round pick. Now, if he's only 80 percent by that time, it could hurt him. So, uh, you know, I, I certainly hope he's 100 percent. We'll just wait and see what happens there. But it, it, he's just in a tough spot. You know what? I'm going on that, that I know George a little bit and that dude loves it, man. I mean, that dude, I'll never forget watching him in a seven-on-seven a seven seven. is Justin Fields at quarterback, Jaden Hazelwood on one side, George Pickens on the other, on a Cam Newton team. Man, it was about 30 degrees one Saturday in Georgia. They're playing. The next day was a huge Nike camp, and I knew that George had worked out all day. I was like, this guy, there's no way this guy's going to work out. Mm -hmm. The first person I see when I pull up on Sunday morning is George Pickens. I mean, this guy loves it. So putting some pieces together, I think if there's enough on the table to bring him out, that George has got that in him where he's like, look, I'm playing. I want some of this. I'm going to play now. There's going to be a lot of people in his ear outside that Georgia program that says, you're crazy. But I know this, that George Pickens loves football. That guy competes. And if there's a lot on the table for Georgia, it will not surprise me at all to see him playing if, if he is healthy and he clears uh, protocol for the ACL. All right, Rusty, you're like the go-to man in the state of Georgia for recruiting, and that's arguably the best state in the country for recruiting. So I really wanted to ask you this. Have you seen, um, you know, maybe it's a little early, but have you seen any impacts in that state with name, image, and likeness? Is that changing anything on the recruiting trail? Not yet. Uh, you know, I, I think most kids are like, and most parents I talk to are kind of wait and see how things are go. I personally think things are going the way I thought they would, like the quarterbacks would get, uh, you know, a lot of money. I saw the gymnast from LSU got mm -hmm. a big deal. Uh, you know, DJ got a deal with Dr. Pepper. So, uh, you know, it's going to be here, – here's what I don't know. Okay, let's just take, for example, let's just, let's just say George Pickens is healthy. Let's say George Pickens came out the Clemson game and he scored three touchdowns. What does that do for him? Does he pick up new deals the next week or – our, our business is waiting to see who the guy is. So I don't know how things are going to go through the season, but the way things have went so far uh, certainly is how I anticipated. Now, some of the deals are a little bit bigger. Um, I do think the here's one thing that I don't know if somebody's really touched on uh, is really the autograph, the, the football cards, the, the sports memorabilia, those types of things, um, card collector. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, uh, you know, what's a what's a Spencer Rattler card going to do, you know, mm -hmm. all these guys and these types of things. So we'll see. I think a lot. Some people went with clothing lines and all that. I'm not real sure on that yet. But the memorabilia autographs going to your local barbecue place in town. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine 20, in 2017 had Nick <laughs> Chubb, Sony Michelle and Roquan Smith took a Wednesday night and went and signed stuff in Athens. They, they didn't tell what they would have made. So, <laughs> They'd be you know, making more than Kirby. <laughs> 
probably. <laughs> so yeah, maybe on that day. But you know, you look at you look at a guy like Bryce Young, you know, Devontae Smith in Alabama. What would Devontae Smith have done? You know, what would Devontae Smith done in 2017 as a freshman? He catches a play on the national championship, he wins it. You don't think that next week Devontae Smith could have had some autograph sessions in some places. So no doubt. I'm interested in the reaction based off performance on the weekend. What happens the next week? And then that, to me, would be kind of the next phase of NIL. All right, Rusty, I really appreciate all your time. I just got one more question for you. I had a listener ask me this, and I waited till I got in touch with you because I knew you'd be the go-to man for this. But a Georgia fan wanted to know a lot of elite prospects out of uh, Grayson High School there in recent years, and not many going to Georgia. So you got any information? I mean, maybe it's just a individual case by case basis, but uh, any reason why uh, Georgia maybe has struggled a little bit with the uh, land and Grayson prospects? No, I, I get that question a couple of times and, and, and going over there a lot. I mean, I, I'll just go straight to it. Everybody kind of points that toward Kenyatta Watson. Kenyatta Watson now is a director of recruiting relations at Florida State. I've known Kenyatta a long time, long time. I know this. He showed me his phone one night at a game and he had text threads with Kirby smart. that was this long. So there's communication. There wasn't anything bad. It's like, you know, Hey, this guy's recruiting this guy. You need to offer this guy. So I know this, you know, that wasn't the angle there. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Georgia recruited his son as well. Mm -hmm. I just think it's been one of those deals where they, you know, they haven't gotten it. They, they, there were some different deals where they recruited players and Georgia recruits nationwide. You know, right. you look at one day Marsh, Kevin Harris, Owen, you know, the Georgia recruited Owen Pimpo. Mm -hmm. They didn't get Owen Pimpo. He went to Auburn. Well, Georgia winds up getting Nicobe Dean so in the same class. So I think it's just been a combination of some of those things. But I can tell you this right now, there's a couple of very, very young, talented players there. They just got one. Matter of fact, Griffin Scroggs just flipped from Georgia Tech uh, to Georgia from Grayson. So I'll tell you this, I don't expect that trend to continue. Uh, they got a couple of very, very young, talented players that Georgia's offered right now in that 24 and 25 class. And I guarantee you this, that Georgia's going to get at least one or two more in grace in the next couple of classes for sure. Well, there you go. Great tease from Rusty Manziel of 24-7 uh, Sports. I really appreciate you, Rusty, for uh, dropping all this knowledge. A terrific interview. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, Absolutely.